0: This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. At freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. All right, so you can of course, bring up anything. That's the point of the program, uh, 800-259-9231. But want to start out tonight with what's going on over in Wisconsin. Obviously, the protests that have been happening there over the last, what, almost two weeks now? Yeah, I'd say it's over that. Yeah, it's been a little while. Uh the the union protests have been consistently making a lot of new uh news and the uh, protesters are making a lot of noise over there about what they believe is their god-given right to uh to have access to stolen money. And to continuously get more of that stolen money, because government employees are very used to getting cost of living raises on a
1: regular basis, even yes. during bad economic the, times. Yeah, in fact, they're one of the few people that consistently get those raises. Whereas a lot of the, right. the people in the private market, they uh, they don't get the raises.
0: Right, they get raises based on performance, or raises based, or not, no raises at all, or, right. or whatever. There are different factors involved. But government, is just like, oh well, you work for the government, so you have to have a raise. And so they are upset that uh, there's, I guess, the their collective bargaining abilities are in jeopardy in Wisconsin. And apparently, I guess that's not the only place. And as you've pointed out, I think, last night, Mark, and before, um, and I agree with you, the concept of a union is not objectionable to me. I support the idea of human beings banding together to, you know, increase their bargaining posture. That makes sense. But not when it comes to the government, because the government is. Is not your typical market organization. The uh, the forces of uh, checks and balances that the market provides, like competition and the ability to start your own business and other things like that, are not present typically in the governmental situation. And so, when these folks are protesting for more of their so-called working rights or whatever it is that uh, they would use, whatever terms they would use, they are demanding. More stolen money. And whenever the money is, you know, whenever the government's tax dollars are involved, your money then that 's when they shouldn 't have the same abilities as everybody else, because we 're talking about if they get their way well then that 'll just mean that we 're all having more money extracted from us by the threat of violence, and if they weren 't using violence, then I would have no problem with them banding together and trying to uh, get perks and bonuses and whatever else they might want to well, but there 's using one the dile- state
2: <clears throat> there 's one dilemma with uh, with unions in general that i i haven 't really worked out entirely in my mind. Um, I'm for anybody having any kind of club, group, whatever you want to call it, that they want. If uh, we mm-hmm. want to put together a group, that's fine and dandy. Like J.J., uh, look, the co-hosts and I band together against you, the evil, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the evil first, overlord. First, first cha- chair. But, you know, if if, uh, if if we all decide to band together, this, the several of us that, d- that do the show, but J.J. decides he doesn't want to band together. He's going to suck up to you. He's and, my puppet, after right, all. Right, that's after, right. That's right. J.J.'s the puppet. <laughs> Then you know the all the work that we do, we uh, you know as far as getting higher higher wages and things like that. JJ benefits from. Do you understand how that would be? No, I don't know what you're talking. Okay. about. Okay. Uh so we 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 bargain for higher wages and better working conditions right. and maybe a bag over your head and um JJ gets the benefit. He doesn't have to look at your face. He gets a higher wage, he, um you know, all the conditions oh, are benefi- beneficial to him. Why would he get the better wage? Because we all cuz we bargain for it, we got something better, but do you switch sides though, right? No, no, he's he's still he's still a co-host. But he just happens to decide that he doesn't want to bar. He doesn't want to join the union. Maybe he just doesn't want to pay the, the union dues. So you, dues. as a union member, would be bargaining for people who aren't even in your union? You'd be w- bargaining for workers, and it would be only fair. Wouldn't it be strange to have, okay, we in the union want better wages, but we really don't care what happens to J.J.? Likely his wages wouldn't are going to go up anyway. It would seem to me the union wouldn't care about people that they aren't in their union. They don't, but... Um, the wages the wages of the workers who aren't in the union still go up. I mean, just I as see. a result. The the water rises, all the ships go up too. Hmm. You know what I mean? I guess. So, I mean, the unions would, word for it. would like to force people to join the union.
0: They would, yes. Um, and there so, are laws uh, that they play with in order to yes, encourage that. laws
2: just like uh, laws for voting. So 51% or whatever percentage of the people that vote for a union, then everybody has to join, yeah, and that's, that's a union
1: shop. Have either of you ever worked for
2: a union Negative. No, my dad was the uh, president of the uh, local AFL-CIO uh,
1: mold bakery. I've union. worked for a union uh, in the past. Uh, uh, in fact, my first job out of high school, I went and worked at the same place my dad was at. I, I did something in the stock room or uh, the tool room, actually. Hmm. And uh, so, yes, I, I paid my union dues. I got my little card, and um, I basically saw nothing of benefit from the union dues that I did put in. Uh, obviously, I well, they're going to claim that you're, ra- uh, that you're getting paid more because of it, right? Well, no, I wasn't getting paid much at all. I mean, I was just a hmm. tool room. I was I, like uh, someone you'd expect straight out of high school to sit there and just organize tools and and keep track of the inventory. What and were stuff the dues? Like Do you recall? the dues were about I believe it was twenty five dollars a paycheck, which okay. I think was bi-weekly. Okay, I, so fifty bucks a month then? Uh, it was either, yeah, it was about fifty a month. Expensive club
2: for no benefits it, i mean if, if that's what his claim is i mean you yeah. know I, obviously some people get benefits from them otherwise they wouldn't you know the unions wouldn't exist but
1: well, the idea would be they'd go go to bat for you if something happened right. right something like that but i saw nothing i mean i left it and i got this card that said i could join the union again without paying that initial startup you fee. left the union or the job both okay yes because uh, that union was only with that job after that i went got off it. to college and stuff
0: your thoughts are welcome if you've been involved in a union before at 800-259-9231. In some places like I think New York City, if you work in our business, the radio business, you do have to be a member of a union. I believe that's true.
1: Well, just as just some some uh, a point to add to this, you know, my dad, he was, you know, a service person. So he went around to a lot of different shops to fix their machines and to uh to bring machines back online that were fixed off-site. That sort of stuff. So he he'd, he'd been in a lot of different places. And one of his, the things that he would say is that any place that has a union usually deserves it because it's full of people in management that treat their employees like crap and blah, mm. blah, blah. But there were plenty of places he went to that didn't have unions that were highly successful, that uh, produced you know good products with motivated individuals working for them. And uh, I think it all comes down to the relationship between the management and the employees, obviously. But a lot of the people in the management are pretty much clueless as to what they're doing from what I've seen. <laughs> it's
0: amazing. I, I have to say that the, some of the stories I hear from people that are out in the working world about management, it's just it's incredible
1: that anything gets done. Well, a lot Sometimes. of people that that just go to college and they get they get some degree and they don't they don't find a job in that degree area, but because That's they frequent. have a degree, they are more susceptible to being hired for a management position because mm-hmm. of the degree requirements. Like that makes them better able to decide for other people and more and more wiser. When in fact, the people who have sat there on the job and have have, have learned all the steps it takes and moved from from the lowest rank on on up as far as uh, being able to do stuff and skill sets are concerned, they actually have a better idea of what it takes to run the business than someone who went to college and then gets plopped into an office, uh, in my experience anyway. Absolutely. I think there's no substitute for experience and going (laughs) to school. And being humble, too. Yes. that's that's a big thing is that uh like if you start at the lowest job there is like working the saw in a shop where you just cut off pieces of of metal and you just give it to someone to machine you know you work your way up from that to a machine to a you know sort of a supervisor or a lead position you've you've been through all of that you've learned what the hard things you've are to do you've worn those shoes you know yeah, exactly well. and so when it comes time to making decision for that person you know what those shoes feel yeah. like uh, that's really important being able to place yourself
0: in somebody else's shoes and empathize with them one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one and there's just stuff you can't learn in a classroom nope. uh, from some academic who's actually in, in a lot of cases a lot of these teachers they've never really worked outside of academia right. I'm not saying that's true in all cases i mean in some in some cases in like business. Uh, classes they'll actually have business people come in and teach or or you know special guests who actually know what they're talking about come in that's my understanding i've never been to a single one of those classes um i wouldn't you know i know how to balance my checkbook but like that's that's about it uh, I managed to get my my work done, though, and, and like you say, I I started from the bottom rung.
2: I think there's a distinct difference, though, than people that have worked outside of the public sector as opposed to people that work inside the public sector yes. their whole lives. I think there's a difference in attitude. There's a difference in uh, sort Absolutely. of a, a feeling of entitlement.
0: No doubt about it. Entitlement's the right word when it comes to these government folks. And we'll give you the latest on the uh, Wisconsin situation. Also, take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the latest on what's going on in Wisconsin, coming up here in a moment. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, Uh, so head on over and enjoy those. Uh, The wiki is there with over 2,000 pages, created by listeners just like you. You can edit virtually anything there. Wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com.
2: Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, recent graduates for its summer internship program. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer com. You can visit there, get more information, sign up to receive updates and reminders. It's an incredible opportunity. Not only do you get paid probably as well as you would uh, for a summer job, but you also get, uh, you know, graduates have gone on to things like ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, The Economist, Cato Institute, and more. It's libertarianinternships.com. All right. So
0: 1-800-259-9231 is the number here. Uh, the protests continuing in Wisconsin today. Some news coming out about the, I guess, arrest warrants being issued for some of the, the government officials, the elected people. Uh, senators, was it, Mark? Yep, senators. So we'll get to the details on that here in a moment. I know that Matt is on the line in Illinois. He's got some thoughts for us on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good
3: evening. Mark and Ian and JJ. How are you guys?
0: Hey, Matt. What's on your mind?
3: Um, I was talking to my brother today about this uh, very um, uh, subject. I I went up to visit him and um, he asked me what I thought about Scott Walker, the the governor. I I don't know. I don't think much about any politician. I told him that. But I, I really don't think much about the unions either. And One of the things when I think about unions, first off, I did work for a union for about a year and a half, and it was as a grocery store clerk, and I had to join. I had no choice. Mm. If I wanted to work there, I had to join the union. So... What I'm wondering is these, these public sector unions, say I was to be a teacher in uh, Wisconsin, and I decided I didn't want to pay their union dues, and I didn't want their union benefits, and and I just didn't care to, to join their union whatsoever, then what would happen to me? Would I be forced out of work?
2: Yes, I, I think so. I, you, th- you actually, is, my understanding is you get hired by the union, not by the, uh, the, the really? employment agency. or the, well, you know, there you
3: go. I mean, I'm all for freedom of association, and in my opinion, that's all a union is, is it's an association, and you you should be free to associate with whoever you want, but you should be free to not associate with people, too.
0: Absolutely, so, and I should I be mean, free to uh, not pay into a coercive system on top of all that.
3: That's correct, too. I'm, I'm, and I, I tried to explain to my brother that the, the whole idea of the government being a coercive system and uh, paying taxes uh being theft and he he kind of doesn 't get that idea. Hmm. I could see his his brain starting to turn today, but he he's he's very liberal and he doesn 't really get the uh, the whole ideas, but he is starting to think about it i think
0: well we all have to start somewhere and and the, sometimes you know the gears have to turn for a while before you'll really uh have that aha moment. And and, you know, kind of uh, shift your paradigm. Thanks for the call tonight, uh, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. So apparently arrest warrants have been issued and it's kind of I feel like the same way Matt does. I certainly don't feel uh, any love towards whoever this governor guy is or the union. So I always enjoy seeing the government fight with itself. That's always entertaining for me.
2: It's like uh, watching, um, you know, the uh, the Hitler fights Stalin. You know, who cares? Yeah. Who wins, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah hit him harder. You too. Yeah.
0: So uh, what's going on over there,
2: Mark? Well, <laughs> apparently the, uh, the mud slinging has gotten – well, now they're, they're, now they're putting rocks in the mud. Senate Republicans Thursday ordered the forcible detention of 14 of their Democratic colleagues who fled the state two weeks ago to avoid a – They're vote still of, gone, huh? I don't know where they are, Yeah, huh. I haven't got a tracking device on Okay. Them. Scott Walker's controversial uh, budget repair bill. It's unclear whether the resolution and warrants seeking to to force the senators back to the Capitol are legal. The state constitution prohibits the arrest of legislatures while in session unless they're suspected of committing felonies, treason, or breach of the peace, which is really interesting. That means you can just speed your way along. <laughs> Sweet. However, an attorney executive privilege for Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald uh, from uh, Juno said rounding up the senators is legal under a constitutional provision that allows the Senate to enforce its own rules. Democrats say the Republicans are overreaching. So you
0: can break just to be clear as a senator, you can break every uh, statute out there except for felonies, treason and a breach of the peace. I don't know if treason is a felony. That's probably separate from felonies, I guess. I think treason. treason
2: is a federal crime.
0: Right. So uh, so uh, pretty much anything you can you can do as long as it's not a felony, but they're saying that the thing they can't do is break the
2: the rules of the Senate. Well, the Senate itself can enforce its own rules. It goes on here to say that they hmm. apparently they um, they've got a position which <laughs> called a sergeant at arms in mm-hmm. the Senate, which sounds like a guy who does really very very little. Um, And he can then, uh, you know, get his own posse together and that posse. And I guess the state uh, police are obligated to do what he says in those circumstances. He's got other police that work for him. So it says uh, the Senate resolution calls for the Senate Sergeant at Arms to, with or without force or with or without the help of any law enforcement officers, take missing members into custody and bring them to the Capitol any time of the day or night.
1: Wow. Wow. So that's uh, the tyranny clamping down on those who create the tyranny. Huh? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, well, but they voluntarily joined that organization and that was part of the deal. Right. Do you
0: think they read all the laws applicable to senators and all the Senate They're rules? There are not that
2: they... many. There are not oh, that many Senate rules? There's, there can't be that many rules regarding your oh, behavior yeah. while in the Senate.
0: Oh, I bet there are. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about legalese here, Mark. They probably as far as I'm concerned, these pages. guys
2: ran for this office. Uh, you know, they're lawyers. They know how to read this crap, and uh, they, you know, they're obligated to follow the little rules of their their thing here. They get a whopping hundred dollar a day fine that the i guess uh the the paycheck that the the public gives them is going mm. to uh to go to pay interesting so that's kind of interesting some police many of whom have marched alongside protesters against Walker's plan to effectively end collective bargaining for public workers that would include the police unions they they have to know that the bell is tolling for them right they go after these teachers first and mm-hmm. then, then they first they came for the teachers right. then they came for the firefighters then they came for the So police. they're
1: they're striking against the public, of course, yeah. you know, by by not showing up to work, they're harming the public, and that's just something I wanted to say.
2: <laughs> so, well, mean the police th- say that that's not true. They said they've uh, they've objected to the rest, uh, the arrest resolution. Jim Palmer, a head of the eleven thousand member Wisconsin Professional Police Association, uh, that's the WPPA, the the Whippa, uh, called it a uh, uh, unreasonable abuse of police power. <laughs> Now, look how outraged these guys are when the government apparatus uses the government apparatus to get people who are working for the government apparatus to do their jobs. Yeah. They're not following orders He's anymore. Outra- right. He's outraged. That's that's funny how that works. And whereas it doesn't bother him at all that he uh, that the, the government organization sends the police out to do its bidding against just the average right. steel any time of day or night.
0: Sure, they'll toss any number of uh, the rest of us in a cage for some nonsense. Just doing
2: my job, ma'am.
0: 1-800-259-9231. And they'll frequently use excuses like that. That, well, I've got to follow my orders. Well, apparently not. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the features there are free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites. We do it free over at freetalklive.com. And one of the features is our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page. So go and do that for free over at cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by Memory Dealers.
2: Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers. Add up to 99% off of listed, listed price. It's MemoryDealers.com. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In stock, ready to ship, the overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com.
0: You know one of the things I love about uh, the advertisers on this show is so many of them are really principled, liberty-loving people. And Roger from Memory Dealers is like he blows me away. (laughs) He sent this email uh, to us last night out of the blue, you know, I didn't write to him and say, "Hey, Roger, what do you think about this?" No, he just writes out of the blue, and uh, he didn't say I couldn't read it, so I'm going to go ahead and read this because I I think it's pretty cool. I always uh, cringe. He's
2: like, <laughs> "Oh, did he want to say Because he he seemed, he's not he's not the kind of guy that craves the spotlight. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, But I thought this was really, really neat. And so Roger writes uh, regarding outside the system activism. We had a lengthy discussion. Uh, JJ, I don't know if you were privy to it, but Dale was on the program last week on Friday. And we had an after show where we went for about an hour plus and talked about the activism going on in New Hampshire and kind of the the different schools of activism and and how that uh, there's – there seems to be like a difference between the outside the system, people and in the inside the system, but that's more of an illusion in that most people mix their activism. Sure. But the real objection from the people that object to some of the civil disobedience that has gone on is the attitude. Like they don't like, like the, the a lot of the, the fo- there's a certain g- group of activists that have respect for the system, I guess is the best thing to say. And they don't like that some of us, like me- Right. Don't respect the system. Poison in the well, Ian. Some of us see this right. system as violent
2: and despicable. Well, there's also the people that uh, that that will are willing to use the system versus people, people that are unwilling to use the system. And these groups don't necessarily overlap entirely. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is true. Uh,
0: so Roger writes uh, this. He says, I listen to most of the Friday extended podcast where you discussed complaints by the politicos about outside the system activists. Again, not quite an entirely accurate statement. The real issue was, I think, the respect level of the uh, the different activists. I think that's always that's kind of secretly been the underlying uh, conflict between people. Because again, I do outside the system and inside the system stuff. And most people I know are willing to engage in, in both. Um, but Anyway, going on. He says, I just wanted to let you guys know that if it wasn't for the outside the system activists and civil disobedience going on in New Hampshire, I would have never become a supporter of the show and likely would have no interest in moving to New Hampshire. For all we know for every two politicos that are discouraged from moving to New Hampshire by the outside the system activists which is a frequent claim is that you're scaring,
2: you know, good politicos yeah, I mean, away it's it's an unsubstantial you just you can't substantiate that claim because you don't know who's been scared away and who hasn't there's, or who's been attracted as right, he points out he thinks there are forever- examples of on, there's examples all over the place that you could use for whatever it is you want all you can do is sort of make these anecdotal claims
0: he thinks that uh, for every two politicos that are discouraged to moving or from moving to New Hampshire by the outside-the-system activists, 10 more outside-the-system activists are inspired to move. He says, for all we know. So he's speculating. He has no idea. Nobody really <laughs> right, right. has any idea. Uh, and he says, just my two cents. I especially loved Ian's video paying his property taxes in $1 bills while lecturing the tax feeders about why th- what they're doing is wrong.
1: Keep up the great work from Roger. Well, I think part, partly the attitude is, is a good I guess word to choose. Uh, I've talked with uh, shortly after the stuff went down with uh, Pete Nadeau, and, um, and I think p- just prior to that, in fact, or, or a right on that arrested. Time, he I, was arrested for wearing. A but hat, anyway, cool. I had to talk with this one person who is definitely an in the system person, and he he has voiced. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to bring drama. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to s- talk about the anecdotal aspect of this conversation, and basically, this individual. Um, doesn't like the in the out of the system sort of activism and he basically called all of the activists in keen white trash that wow that that was the but that was his perceived sort of attitude towards the keen people how and, long
2: has he been going a uh, you know he's been, having, he's been
1: in new hampshire for uh, probably as long as
2: i have okay because so, you know generally what i uh, see is that people go through this sort of acceptance period as um you know they're they're moving from the paradigm that this is not an acceptable way to act to like well there's nothing you can do about it so let them go ahead and do whatever they're going to well, do
1: i think it's more of the the aspect of sure there was some scenes uh um, you know, various people getting arrested during the 420 events, and mm-hmm. not everybody's dressed in suits and ties, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're white trash. Yeah. But just, it's the attitude. It's the attitude. When you look at a person or a group of people and you label them trash, it it, it sort of, it creates a class system within yeah. within that that person's dichotomy of, I am the higher class, I am the better, even though we're all humans. And you are the lower class.
0: I put on a suit and I go do what my politicians tell me to do. So therefore, I've got more class than you do.
2: Right. You know, I mean, this is a... uh it's it's a battle for hearts and minds on all sides. Like I can understand why some people who uh, favor inside the system activism feel as though those that favor outside the system activism of whatever sort are losing hearts and minds. I tend to agree with that because at times.
0: it's true from their perspective. Right. When
2: when they're looking in their world and their world
0: is essentially the inside the system people, right? They're lobbying the politicians. They're going to the meetings with the inside the system kind of respectful. Let's put on a suit and let's go testify in front of a committee. They their, that's their
1: world. They're taking Those part are in the people. fiction. That's what it is. They're taking part in the fiction, and the fiction has pageantry and it has pomp and circumstance because it's supposed to be glorious. It's supposed to take the place of the royals in the past and monarchy and and theology, uh, you know, theology and all that sort of. The ruling parties have always been well adorned by by uh, rich clothing and, yep. and and jewels and gold, and so you're taking on this this fictional role of being in the aristocratic. Class, when or at least
0: stri- striving for that.
1: It, it's We're- it's such an illusion. You're you're distracting yourself by by playing a part in this silly game.
2: Well, I, I will agree with you that that is partially true. However, I think that well, there's times that hearts and minds are lost just among the people.
0: Well, OK, that may be true, but typ- typically those people are the ones who respect the system. OK, so that's when somebody is disrespectful towards the system, like the perfect example is the drinking game that happened here in Keene uh, back in August of last year where I was arrested and Sam was arrested and a uh, young lady was arrested as well for drinking what was not alcohol but it was out of water essentially out of a a beer bottle that was labeled not a beer we were arrested for this the claim was that we were disruptive to the city council meeting which was nonsense city council meeting was in no way disrupted by us sitting there drinking quietly it's not against the rules to drink in the city council meeting the idea that having brown bottles is somehow disruptive as opposed to a clear bottle uh is is absolutely ludicrous but the objection that the Inside the system or the let's respect, for lack of a better term, let's respect the system people have. I think that's more accurate. The objection they had was that it was disrespectful. That you guys were trying to make a point and you were doing it disrespectfully and you weren't uh, respectful towards the the city council meeting and this system deserves your respect because, well, I don't know. I don't know if they have a reason for that. Because it demands it. Right, because they demand it and and the people that are the respect the system types don't believe they can actually see change without bowing down and kissing the boot of their, their masters and that's fine. And I think that you're, that you're right, Mark. They see in their world people are saying things like the people that are respect the system types will say nasty things about those who don't respect the system. And so they see that and they say, you guys are ruining it for the rest of us. You're screwing us over. You need to stop this behavior. But the thing they don't see are the regular people. And when I say regular people, I mean, mean the, the masses of people that don't participate in the system, the people that don't vote, the people that aren't interested in you know politics, and the, the regular people. I think that's the right term for these folks. Just to give you an example, I uh, gave some chairs away from the studio. We replaced our older, nastier studio chairs with some nice brand new uh, fake leather chairs here in the studio. <laughs> Fine chairs. They're very nice, and uh, so one of the things that I typically do when I've got stuff that I want to get rid of rather than throw it out th- at the dump, uh, I use the Freecycle List, which is a Yahoo group. There's usually one for every county in America, it seems like. There's a lot of these things out there. And I went and I put these chairs up on Freecycle, and a guy came by today, just some random guy that wanted to get some chairs, came by, and I'll tell you what he said here in a little bit at 800 259 9231. You take control, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS Black Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at Freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us. On our website at freetalklive.com, we give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. Again, that's uh, freetalklive.com, and if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live to more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and know this, that the Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up this summer. June 20th through the 26th, the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011. It's happening this summer, and you could be there because man it's affordable it's camping so you don't have to pay for like a hotel room or uh, any of the usual expenses of joining a, like a convention this is 25 bucks to get in for the whole week plus whatever the the camping costs are and that's the early bird registration fee it may go up during the actual event so maybe like 30 bucks then so if you want to save some money you get registered now go to porkfest.com today dot com to learn more about the event you'll learn about uh, some of the things that are happening live perform performances, Uh, JJ's putting together the musical lineup, Uh, family fun, all kinds of different things to do for kids and families, Uh, agorism and action, lots of people selling things without a permit. That's right and a lot of other fun things going on everything from a dunk tank to parties all over the place lots of uh, different stuff you can go to porkfest.com to learn more get signed up use our discount code and save yourself 20 percent on the registration fee that's porkfest.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com the discount code that you need is free talk live all run together as one word the code is free talk live no spaces Uh, again porkfest.com we will see you there because free talk live will be broadcasting live from the porcupine freedom festival now we're going to continue here uh, with your calls in just a moment but i was re- um, going to finish up the story about what do people think about the free staters because if you believe the viewpoints that are expressed by some of the inside the system people that are very adv- you know heavy advocates of respecting the system if you believe their viewpoint is that uh, the people who don't respect the system the people who make fun of the system and poke fun at it and and laugh about it and you know do s- silly things uh, will that uh, they're ruining it for the rest of them they're ruining it for the politicos that people hate us that uh, that average people hate the free staters that uh, don't respect the system and its rules and and all of that and i just haven't seen it uh, not in in my personal experience and just to give you one example of how this happens i had somebody show up today to get some chairs from the studio they were picking up from a free cycle list if you want to learn more about free cycle uh, just you know google it and you'll find out uh, more information. It's a neat little service where you can – if you've got something to get rid of, you put it up on FreeCycle and somebody who's interested writes you back and says, hey, I want that. That way you don't have to throw it away. Somebody FreeCycle.org. Else okay, yeah. So uh, so I put some chairs up. This guy comes over. And as soon as I open the door, he makes a comment about um, the activists and it's a, it's a very positive thing that, uh, that he says. And he goes on to continue talking when he comes in. Of course, Pete and Adamo are here from LibertyOnTour.com. Uh, and so they you know, were witness to this. The posse. And, yeah. And they were, uh, this guy was very, very pleased with the things that we we're doing. And he's, he had nothing you know, negative to say. Um, he likes the fact that we're out there challenging the city. And he really appreciated it. And he's not the only person that's done this. There was a guy, I got a piano a couple of years ago for uh, the lady I was living with at the time. And we had a uh, piano tuner come over. The guy that came over today was probably 40s, early 40s. Fixed computers for a living. The piano tuner was in his 70s. This guy was an elderly gentleman, um, very nice guy. And toward the end of his visit, he made a comment about the activism and knowing, you know, kind of knowing who I was, recognizing my voice or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's
2: very difficult for you and I to keep a low profile.
0: Right. A lot of people will say things like that they recognize our voice and they know who we are and, because we're in a small town of 25,000
2: people and well,
0: we're the only syndicated radio show around these parts. So and
2: you've had – those are two anecdotal experiences. Uh, I was at uh, visiting a friend at a nursing home earlier this week mm-hmm. and uh, he introduced me to the guy who runs the place and he said, uh, this is Mark Edge. And the guy said, yeah, I know him. Um, and he, he said, uh, he, he said, this is Mark Edge. He has a radio show. He says – I know, and he turned around and walked away. It was clear that he didn't like me because of my opinions. Okay, um, he'd heard about it, and I had another instance today where um, you know somebody I do business with, their friend apparently was in the courthouse when uh, Pete when Ademo was uh, asking for permission to leave from the judge. You know, pro- apologizing and stuff. Mm. And her, her, what she said to him apparently was something like, uh, you know, the, the 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 free Staters were crazy. The the, the the conversation was disjointed. That she couldn't understand what they were talking about and they were just acting like fools. And so, you know, I mean, this is... It's all anecdotal. Um, it's difficult to know what people, people, think, because people think. People different think different People think different things. Right. Some people think positive things. Some people think negative things. Yeah. And I think that... Um, what I don't the,
0: concern myself with it personally. I just think it's interesting, you know, when
1: I get these responses from random folks uh that, you know, just you happen to be. I, I think the critics that I see, they'd like to pick out one little they like to cherry pick the one little event that they like to rail against when there's so much going on here that is above and beyond one single activism, you know, event. There is uh I mean among my my, my conversations with my coworkers uh back where I used to work A lot of them had heard about the Free Minds TV, the Free Talk Live broadcast on the radio, and they didn't have negative things to say at all. They disagreed with some of it, but it was definitely not a negative
2: perception. Well, I think yeah. the media is uh probably the best thing that all of us can do in order to get the word out and make the place better, but the media has to have things to report on. And I'll tell you that the the outside the system activism, you know, people doing stuff, it's a lot zippier than people in working inside the And
0: I think that's one of the other problems that, you know, they won't cop to. Uh, that the people that are well, you guys are ruining it for the rest of us. Uh, they want the attention. They yeah. want the news. I don't articles. know that they necessarily. They, want No, they, the want, news. WMUR. they, do. they want WMUR. They
1: want WMER coming and interviewing them. Well, they want
2: positive attention. But I'll tell you, political. I mean, take a look at the story here from uh, from Wisconsin here. Political, the, the, the pol- politics guys, they can get it's divisive. They can get bad uh, publicity too. Well, absolutely. So they don't want bad publicity is what they don't want. And then in this case, they're they're all publicity is good publicity, Mark. Uh, That's what you believe. Uh, It's true. They do not. They do not believe that necessarily. Because
0: they're worried about stepping on anybody's tippy toes, and they're so worried about what other people think about what they're doing, and that's their problem. And I hope that they get over it someday. Because I think there's plenty of examples out there of people that support what the outside the system activists are doing, and the inside the system activists. And I think people should just move ahead with what feels right to them.
1: I'd, I'd rather see a unified approach to things instead of a divisive approach. You know, you can do inside the system activism that is uh, somewhat, I guess, helped out by out of the system activism. There are certain. Absolutely. Certain. Uh, the disobedient guys can bring
0: attention to an issue and then the politics guys could you know, could institute some sort of legislation exactly. to affect that. I, exactly. I completely agree with you and I think that most people do work together. We're talking about the people that are kind of on the per- periphery, like the ones that are so intolerant of right. the other side that they can't even see that as a, as a possibility. And spitting vitriol left yeah. and right. So uh, 800-259-9231 because I, like I say, I work on both sides and I think most activists are willing to do that at least up here. And uh, so let's get your thoughts. You can bring up anything you want. Jay Jason, calling from Hawaii. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark.
4: Hey, I'm glad you guys are uh, talking about this again. I, I uh, was listening to the podcast last week and uh, wish I could have commented on it. Um, I'm planning on moving to the free state someday, Excellent. and I I love the uh, outside the system activism. Um, and listening to uh, listening to folks like the, the guy who you talked to last week, and then and then I, I forget their names but the other guy who's in the state house there i Dennis or
0: there's a number um, of people that are in the state house uh, approximately 12 uh, free staters were elected this last uh, this last year anyway go ahead with your one thoughts.
4: of them who kind of you've talked to a couple times anyway a, a few times you've spoken to them on your on your show it just like turns my stomach the way they the, the language they use in, in their arguments uh with, you know with outside the system activists and it, and and really their Feedback, hearing them is is the one thing that really makes me hesitate uh, when I think about moving out there. But um, no, I'm planning on it, and uh, and I think you know their problem has a lot to do with you know their inability to look look at the big picture. This this whole issue is such a long term a long-term project. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm still pretty young and I have a lot better opportunity of making a living here right now. And I would much rather move to New Hampshire when I can buy a property, uh, outright when mm-hmm. I get there and maybe even start a business and have money to contribute sure. to, you know, to the activism immediately rather than, you know, having to work a job and not being able to get arrested or, or however I choose to contribute. And, um, You know, I think it's a young person's movement. And so I I, I suspect there's a lot of people like me um, who have an opportunity to make their living right now and uh, are doing that where they can. There are a lot of people uh, in in New Hampshire in the next 10 years. And then I think folks like these politicos are really going to you know, not going to know what
0: to do. I think you're, right, you're probably right about that. The people that are concerned with what people think are concerned in the now for what people are thinking at this moment because they're trying to influence the politicians that are
2: in the office at this moment. And politicians who whom are always the most conservative of folks. Yeah. You know, they've, they've always got their finger in the wind.
0: So look forward to seeing you when you get here, Jason. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up here. Hour twos next. You take control at 800-259-9231. This
5: is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait...
2: This is
0: Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is where you want to go. Give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. FreeTalkLive.com. By the way, the main feature of the website actually allows you to control the content. You can submit... Different things you find on the internet, whether they be a news article or a blog post, maybe a YouTube video, something you think's interesting. You submit it to the site. Others then get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. As we go to the phones, to the fun. By the way, joining you tonight, uh, it is Ian. JJ. Edmark. Let's jump into uh, your phone calls here and talk to Brian, calling from New Hampshire on the Amp lines. Hello, Brian.
6: Hey, guys. You were talking about uh, people moving to the Free State Project or moving to New Hampshire as part of that Free State Project. And uh, I did that a few years ago, as did uh, all of you, I guess.
0: Indeed. Um, and...
6: and um, you know, I I had some kind of uh, preconceived notion about what that would be, although I had no nothing to you know base that, no evidence to base that uh, notion on. I was thinking, you know, hey, uh, uh, here we are, you know, a bunch of saviors. We're going to come and save the save the world. Uh, we're going to show you people what it takes to be free. You know, I had that kind of macho attitude for a while, and then I kind of toned back on it. But I I, I do see a lot of that happening, and. You know, being here for a few years, I've 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 seen something different uh, now that I've gotten here.
2: Yeah, this is my experience too, Brian. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it, it's one thing. You know, we're all high and mighty. I think the one of the reasons why uh, New Hampshire was chosen is because, you know, first of all, I, I think that that document, the 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire, was uh, quite compelling. But yeah, people really can access is. that,
0: by the way, at freestateproject.org. That's where that one hundred is. hunt around
2: for it a little bit, but yeah.
6: It's up it to a lot more than 101, but yeah, you just keep adding stuff. Uh, but um, uh, the, um, uh, 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 the people here really do have a concept of being, you know, live for your die. They, they, they really get it. They really understand being independent. Uh, it's a hardy people. I mean, you know, we're right in the middle of the winter here, and I'm just about done with it. But <laughs> these people have been doing this thing for, for generations, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm warm in my house, and we have heaters and everything, so yeah. I don't mind it. But, you know, back back in the day, they didn't have this kind of stuff, and so they had this kind of mindset. But but it's very interesting. What I've found is that, you know, if for those who don't know the, the geography, New Hampshire is kind of this, you know, backwards L-shaped state uh, in the middle of, uh, of uh, between two states, Maine and Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts is totally socialist. Maine is totally weird and socialist they 're the same they used to be the same state they were, mm. they, were they were one uh, government uh, divided by new Hampshire. Yes. I mean, the New Hampshire people were so strong and so uh opposed to having a, a big you know big government state way back in the day that that they refused and so the people in Maine and people in Massachusetts were happy being socialists with this you know strong people uh, you know a bunch of New Hampshireites in between them.
0: So what has your observation no, been good, since no, no. then? I mean, as far as...
6: Well, I, I, just, just today, just today, I, I, I need a humidifier because it's awfully dry in here. You know, the furnace comes out, it gets really dry. So I'm yep. going on Craigslist. And so I find this thing in the town next door. And um, uh, I say, you know, I want to come and see this thing. And the guy sends back some, okay, you know, here's my address. Are you a free state? Your name looks familiar.
0: Because mm, <laughs> your name has been in the newspaper as a result of uh, a situation that happened a few years ago.
6: Yeah, we had we had a little horse problem here, uh, but um, <laughs> well, that was interesting. So I didn't know how to respond. You know, you guys got a pretty good deal on a few misfire. You know, <laughs> if I say, yeah, I'm a free stater. You know, and he says I don't want to have anything to do with you people. Yeah, uh, or yeah, I didn't really know what it was because I have gotten these. Uh, you know, people are there. They they watch the news and they watch what's going on and they're kind of conscious about you know newcomers coming in and, and kind of uh, you know taking over the place. Right. So you know, I kind of took the middle ground. I took Mark's advice. I said I'm a granite stater. So when I get to the guy, he's a he's a young guy, and he says, "Yeah, you know, I read uh, I read a couple of your books and uh, other things." And he said, "Um, "You know, I I think the 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 free state project is a good thing. It's bringing people in. You know, I'm a New Hampshire native. I've been here forever, but I really believe in in uh, uh, you know that we need smaller government. We need no government. We need you know uh, you guys are a positive influence, and and I'm glad you guys picked New Hampshire." So that's fantastic!
0: Kind of I love it when that stuff happens
2: and it happens yeah. again and again and again. i an article right here, a letter to the editor from uh, some guy who's up in Pittsfield. And I mean, we're talking that's the Northern end of the state. There's, there's no free staters that I know up in that area. And he's saying that uh, many of us would gladly tr- trade the protection society has bestowed on, bestowed on us for liberty to live. And uh, as we choose without harming our neighbor here in Pittsfield, we've started the free town project, which nice. would just be another of them. Um, you know, he says, uh, you know, that he's been inspired by the Free State Project and blah blah blah. I mean, there is no doubt that these that these things are occurring. That's what I,
0: you know, that's why I do this, Brian. I, I want uh, people to, you know, I, I want to be appreciated for what we're doing here, and people do appreciate us. Many of them do it very, very quietly, but when they have the chance to say something to you in person, they will say something to you. JJ, when you and I were doing some court outreach uh, last week with the don't take the plea bargain flyers which I've got some news about to announce here in a moment. Uh, but when we were doing the court outreach, there was one guy who made a real strong statement to me when I was uh, passing out these flyers, like, hey, I just want to thank you for what you're doing. And then later on, he comes downstairs where you were, yes. and he said something to the both of us uh, at that point. Again, something very, very positive. Uh, like, something
1: about, the, uh, thanks for standing up for these people. Right. So he says, like, them.
0: yeah, somebody's got to do it, and thanks for, thanks because for, like, nobody's fighting back against these these government guys. And it was you know really frustrating for him, and so he saw this was happening. And the guy that i saw today uh made a comment that uh, you know he really appreciates how we're kind of taking on the city and that it's a good old boys club and something's got to be done and so a lot of these folks aren't really ready to step up and kind of jump into the activism themselves because who knows what they've got on the line and what what that would risk for them uh what that would mean for them as far as these good old boys targeting them or targeting their businesses for instance because uh the guy i met today is a business owner and uh, so they kind of they quietly sit back and they they appreciate what's going on and it's really nice to hear those things because I think a lot of the people that don't like uh, the the so called free staters I think they are people who are you know kind of stuck in this old paradigm they either work for the state or they have family members or close friends that work for the state and they've got they've got uh, a horse in the race
6: don't don't go there Ian because because that's that's one thing that I've found out is that there are many many reasons why people don't like the free staters one of might be, yeah, the obvious one, you know, they're a bunch of socialists, and all of a sudden they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're gilded uh, cages, uh, they're, they're, they're gilded, they are the cage keepers. You know, all that stuff is is uh, at risk now. What I'm saying is that there are people who really want freedom, they really want to do it, they don't know how to do it, but, but they see the free staters coming in with this we're-going-to-save-you attitude, and that turns them off as much as someone who uh, is, is, uh, is put at risk by the the, the free staters coming in. You see what I'm saying? So it's a matter of, of, you know, keeping a little lower and finding out exactly what the people want, because both of those people who are enemies of each other could be our enemies if, if, we, if we try to shove it down their throats.
0: I don't see those people. I don't see the people with this attitude of we're going to save you. I don't oh, I know do. those people. I certainly do, oh, too.
6: I do. I do. They're, they're, they're more on this side of the state. There's okay, so you, more, you know, mean like the political types? Are,
0: the political types are saying that stuff?
6: Not, the, not that I say the political types. The leave-me-alone types. They don't like to see this stuff shoved in the face. They just want to be left alone like we do. But when they see people out there, you know, cavorting topless and, and uh, you know, smoking in the park, you know, I, I'm fine with that too, but it's a little too fast maybe for them. I see. And, and they're on our side, but, they, but nobody wants to shove down their, their throats.
0: Yeah, I totally understand. But, you know, people are going to keep smoking in the park, so what can you do, right? I mean, I fully support that. I mean, if if people are uncomfortable about that, then that's something they need to get over in their own personal uh, issues.
1: Well, I think initially they might be uncomfortable with it, but as time carries on and and it it just becomes not a big deal anymore, oh, they're smoking in the park again. Well, yeah, they've been doing it for a while. And and then at that point, you kind of won a sort of mind battle of, yes, smoking is dangerous and it's harmful, and, and the whole reefer madness scenario... I think that's valuable, the, to keep going and, and then they get to the point or the populace that, that doesn't like it gets to the point where they're just like, well, it's not a big deal anymore. And remember, there's all these things that are happening and people are on the outside
0: like the guy from Memory Dealers, a huge sponsor of this program, saying he would not have cared about New Hampshire had it not been for the outside the system stuff. He would not be sponsoring this program because I can tell you, we probably aren't selling a whole lot of memory chips for him. I don't know. Maybe we are. but uh, (laughs) It doesn't seem
2: like the the hand in the glove advertisement. I mean, I hope we're doing the best we can for him. But There's more coming up. This is Free Talk.
7: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com yourfamilytoday Your Family Today.
0: This is Free Talk Live, dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include uh, things like our listening options. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com, get access to our broadband and dial-up streams around the clock. You can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Plus, uh, we've got 94 radio stations from coast to coast. You can learn about those, our satellite feed, which is free to air, meaning you don't have to pay a subscription fee, and our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. And listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in for free. Have you
2: ever considered taking your case to court? Without an attorney, Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who must know what it takes to win. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It works in all state and federal courts and countries around the world. Any of them that have the English common law system costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it's so easy. The average eighth grader could go through the complete Four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. I've taken the course. It's an awesome course. It'll teach you how to move the court, how to get evidence, how to uh, do discovery, all the things that you need to know in order to do this. Because you can't just walk in there and expect the judge to take care of you. It's Jurisdictionary.com.
0: All right. So, uh, by the way, I said there was news about the Don't Take a Plea Deal flyer. It is done. It is online. Uh, it is at com. Also, at CDEvolution.org being hosted in both uh, both places, and it's it's looking good. The new version is higher resolution than the old one. Uh, it's ready to print and it's been made to be national. So instead of it just being a Keene based flyer, again, this is something that JJ and I do every week here in Keene. We go out on Monday mornings, and then the guys from LibertyOnTour.com, Pete and Adamo, go out Tuesdays, and there's some other activists that go out on Wednesday, and we're looking at expanding out beyond that. Uh, but every morning, uh, three mornings a week, we are there at the courthouse handing these don't-take-a-plea-bargain flyers out to the, the victims of the, the system. And most That's of right. these people are not actual criminals. They're people that haven't harmed others. They've just been aggressed against by the government system. So we're handing them these flyers to encourage them to not just plead guilty and take whatever the fine is, but to actually load up the system with cases and refuse to take that guilty plea. And just the system is already loaded up with, yeah. uh, with things. And so Is the plea
1: deal? Not a deal. No.
2: Generally not a deal.
1: Well, it's a deal for the state. It saves them time, energy, and, and, and money.
0: Absolutely, and it guarantees them a conviction, and they don't have to make a case. And One
1: thing's for sure, you do not want
0: to take the first deal that they offer you. If you're going to take a deal, take it the day of court. That's true. They will offer you sometimes last-minute reduced deals. We point that out in the new version of the flyer. Uh, so it's been tweaked. The language has been tweaked. The uh, The graphics have been updated. We've got a new quote in there, and it, it looks good. And more importantly, it is national now. The, the The focus on Keen has been removed from the flyer. There is one version that is more New Hampshire-focused, so we get two versions. There's a national one there's a local there's Where, a state and
2: there's a national no
0: there's just a new hampshire version one that's kind of a keen one well the new hampshire one is kind of it's free keen referenced kind of on the back side like this is essentially a free keen document and if you want to get what's if you want to get more information about what's going on in new hampshire visit free keen because free com is the kind of go-to site i mean not to toot my own horn here too much uh, <laughs> but it is the go-to site for activism news in new hampshire and I wish that weren't the case. I mean, for years I've been encouraging other activists to step up and and get their own websites online and, and kind of report on what's going on in their areas. And it just that never really materialized up until the last year. It's it has started to happen with FreeGrafton.com, which is an excellent competitor to FreeKeen. They do great work over at FreeGrafton.com. But honestly, the other ones are, are lackluster. There's uh, FreeNashua, FreeConcord. There's Manch Free, and there's not much going on on any of those three sites. So I didn't want to put on the Nash or the uh, the new New Hampshire version I didn't want to list the other websites because it would be embarrassing to list a site as a place to go to to get information and the last post was not from a place October to go to. Yeah. Uh, so right. you know I, I listed free keen because free keen is constantly being updated with uh, with stuff about all across New Hampshire and there are links there to the other areas so if somebody that wants to learn more about what's going on in their area can via the, the links that we have at free keen anyway so that's available the national one has like the spot on the back that all good national flyers have where it's a white space where you can affix your label so if you've got a local group and it's called something and you want to advertise it it's like you know this flyer brought to you by white space you can mm-hmm. put a stamp there put a label there and essentially you can download this pdf send it to your favorite printer and you can start doing don't take the plea deal outreach at your local courthouse as
1: you said Ian we've gotten a lot of good responses a lot of people really appreciate us out there handing out the flyers and talking to people and and it definitely it allows you some outreach not just in the flyer but the conversations that that follow and and it also lets you meet with some of the the people who are responsible for making the system work the uh the public servants, if you will. So-called. Yes. So, anyway, I just wanted to
0: announce Serving that...
2: Serving fl- you right into the dirt.
0: That flyer is out. There's some preliminary reports from people that are having problems opening one of the sides. I'm not sure what that, that, that the problem is there, because it works fine for me. Um, so, anyway, go ahead and check it out for yourself at freekeen.com, And hopefully that'll work for you. By the way, if you are planning on doing this in your area and you don't live in New Hampshire... Please bring someone with you. Yes. Be careful. We could get away. I think at this point, JJ, we could probably get away with one of us just going because it's normally a two-person job when we go because we go in the lobby of the Keene City Building and there's only pretty much one way up to the court and so we can kind of cover both of the entrances to that lobby and make sure we get everybody that's coming in the doors. But we could still get away with it with just one person kind of hovering by the, the elevator and the stairs. But... You always want to have more than one person because of the, the risk factor. I mean, even though what you're doing is clearly you know, constitutional, it's freedom of speech, it's reaching out to the public with, with public information, uh, with flyers, this is supposedly protected speech. That doesn't mean that they won't sick cops against you and that they won't threat, attempt to threaten you and that they won't intimidate you and that they won't arrest you. Right. Uh, so, so please don't you know go this alone. Find somebody to go and do this with you. It'll help you with your level of uh, commitment and courage, and
1: it'll make it an and easier. And we, we process. don't do it in the. We do uh, initially, uh, Ian. You, usually, you walk upstairs and hand out flyers to anyone that's that's in the outside lobby of the courtroom. But right. we don't we don't directly usually hand these out in the courtroom area. It's it's basically a, a floor down from the You mean the in court. the secured area? Right, in yeah. the secured area. We hand it, we hand it out in, in a public area that's sort of a common area between the, the various facilities right. in that building.
0: Yeah, anybody that's coming by us is going to be offered this uh, this particular flyer. And so it's there for you to download and print out and have fun with over at freekeen.com. And I've created a new page on Freekeen uh, called the Tools Page where I'm going to start putting up stuff that we use Uh, as activists here for the purpose of, you know, kind of showing it off and allowing people to download their own copy and sort of duplicate the activism. I mean, ideally... We do want more places to be free than just New Hampshire, so kind of giving those tools out to other people that, for whatever reason, maybe they feel like they can't get here, they can't, you know, they're tied down with their job or their family, and they still want to do something. Uh, maybe they can't afford to necessarily, you know, financially help out the movement here, but they, they're willing to pass out flyers or something like that to make those things easier, to have a kind of one central place where people can go uh, to get that stuff. Also, uh, passing out
1: flyers is a good baby step towards activism. If you, you, well, you that's don't real want, activism. Right, it is definitely real activism. I just think uh, in the whole progression of challenging the state in various various ways. It ain't and laying down in
2: front of a cop
0: car.
1: It's exactly. Right. It's not getting arrested, but it is getting out there. It is doing activism, and it does build confidence.
0: Well, actually, if you're in Orlando and you're trying to hand out fully informed jury association information, they are threatening people with arrest. So anytime you do activism, There's well, risk. Even if, yeah, even if it's just handing out flyers, you are taking a risk. and thank goodness for those who are willing to do that. 1-800-259-9231, take control, bring up anything, free talk
2: live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation, thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there totally free. Uh, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including news updates. You get signed up, we will keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the various different delivery methods we have for that news. You can sign up for emails, which are the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. Of course, if you prefer Twitter or Facebook, those are options for you as well. Go to news.freetalklive.com, get on board, and it's
2: free, of course, news.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? It's been kind of cold this week. A cruise to Bermuda would be nice. How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? Dale's going to be there too. This is a, this isn't a cruise. This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll be speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf. There'll be excursions on the uh, shore. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey, in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. The deadline. Well, let's see. We're at the March deadline. I'm going to have to. I I, th- I know you can still get. Uh, there's there's still two rooms available. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. It's cruise.freetalklive.com, and uh, I, I, go check it out. Uh, make sure that uh, you can grab one of those last uh, last few rooms.
0: All right. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we're going to continue here. Go into the email box, actually, Mark, you had something uh, that you wanted to share. It was actually sent to the both of us, and I was going to read it tonight. But since it, you had it, go for it.
2: Yep. Well, I've got it here. It's, uh, it's coming from Craig. And he says, hello. He's referring to uh, a show that we had a couple of nights ago. It's a fellow activist, by the way, if you're in New Hampshire. Yep. He says, what do you mean um, when you said last night that corporations protect people from liability? Can you give me a ex- specific example of how things would be different without corporations? The idea behind – and by the way, this, uh, the system of asking questions, if you are going to do the follow-up thing, you know, so, Mr. Bern- well, Mr. Freeman, where were you on the night of the 14th of April at 12.30 p.m.? Well, it doesn't work in radio because you can't follow up with the next question. So if uh, like that's the, the hope here, then that's not really going to work out. But um, I'll, I'll try to answer the question as best I can. Um, he says the idea behind liability comes from free will. If people have free will, then they should be held liable for their actions. I, I agree. Likewise, if they do not have free will, then holding someone liable for his actions is like holding water liable for damages during a flood. So if you're forced to do something, then you shouldn't be held liable for for it. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what you consider force. Lots of people consider force different things. Okay, but I believe in, you know, I, I like the idea of free will. So I. Um, yeah. I believe people do have free will and that they're responsible for their actions even if they're ordered to do something yeah. or something like that. So if sure. you're given the order to uh, execute somebody and you do it, you're responsible too. I'm not saying the person who gave the order isn't, isn't responsible, mm-hmm. but you're responsible too. Corporations limit personal liability to owners simply because this is a way that a group of people can act together. As I mentioned a couple of years ago, and he sent an, an email similar to this a couple of years ago I remember – The owners of a corporation cannot be held liable if they didn't act to do harm. The analogy is the same as if you loaned your car to someone and they used it to do harm. They're responsible as the actor, not as y- not you as the owner. And I'd agree with you. If, a, uh, a, you know, if my employee is driving a, my dump truck and he decides he's going to run over some people with it, it's not fair to necessarily charge me with it. However, Absolutely. the other side is going to make the argument that, hey, you gave him the dump truck and we live in a litigious t- society and I see why people choose to incorporate their businesses so that they're sheltered from these uh, these these lawsuits that, that they shouldn't be named in in the first place. I agree with that point. With regard to corporations, um, there is no protection from criminal liability. This much is true. If an officer from a corporation uses the corporation to do criminal harm, then that officer is personally liable like uh, Bernie Madoff or uh, Ken Lay at uh, Enron. Okay. So, what specific example can you use to demonstrate the difference that you envision? Okay, um, I don't know what the difference that I envision, but I'm going to tell you that corporations limit liability from civil lawsuits. If, for instance, uh, OJ Simpson was found not guilty for his criminal charge, he was found guilty for his for a civil wrongful death charge, and the jury gave all of his assets to you know a bunch of his assets to the uh, uh, the Cole Brown uh, family and the other family. I don't remember exactly if he would have had all those assets in corporations that were you know hidden or whatever mm-hmm. then they would have been protected one is protected. If, for instance, um, your car is in a corporation, and that's all the corporation does. It doesn't make money or anything. It's just the car, and the ca- corporation owns no money. You get an automobile accident. All somebody can sue you for, it sue- they can only sue the, the corporation if it's an accident, not a, not a criminal situation where you try to run people over. Mm-hmm. They can only sue for the car, okay? Um, the corporations create entities into which you can put assets. So... If, for instance, you um, your house is in a corporation and you get into an automobile accident, that your house can't be sued out from underneath you.
0: Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, to, to get, he wants a specific example. I've given several. Uh, right. the The example is the corporation. I mean, the the whole concept is a big scam. When I was looking into this, there's like this company that sells these things that they 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 help you get a corporation. And I, I went through this process thinking, well, I'm going to try this. You know, I'm going to put my house in this uh, corporation and do these things that you're suggesting. I ended up changing my mind because I just didn't want to deal with it. And I figured if I was going to do activism and have my house stolen, I want them to steal it from me, not some sort of shell corporation. So I, I ended up changing my mind. But I still got the corporation. I still went that far to get, to, to get this, to go through this. The whole thing is like a joke. Essentially, it's this club for people that understand what corporations are and understand how to use them and understand the legal system that surrounds them. And it basically allows them to, as you point out, Mark, completely isolate themselves from any of the things that they own and take them completely out of the realm of any kind of potential for, uh, for a lawsuit. So you don't have your house in your name, your car in your name. The corporation isn't even in your name. And I think that's one of the most important points about this. Now, there's different rules for corporations in all the 50 different states. And so some states have better protection on the ownership of corporations than others you are able in places like new mexico to get a corporation without ever having your name put on this thing yeah. you can have a corporation own things that are yours because you have like the piece of paper that says that the corporation exists and again the corporations are just an idea it's just a legal fiction there is no such thing it's just a concept that the government came up with to protect people that know what they're doing people with money the ability to hire lawyers and people that understand people the in system the club That's all it is. And it's like you look at this as somebody like me who's coming from uh, not the in-club. I don't know about all these rules and regulations and stuff like that. And just kind of coming to grips with what these things, these corporations allow you to do if you know what you're doing is just it's outrageous. You can have things that aren't yours, but they're still yours. There's no way that anybody can tie you to them because you don't even own the corporation. Your name's not even on that corporation. But yet, those things are still yours because you possess the documents that say the corporation
2: exists. I mean, it's just crazy. Yep. And then the Supreme Court says that it's important that these uh, co- these entities have voice. And I don't know exactly where um, you know Craig's coming from on this this email. Maybe he just wanted well, an about, example.
1: Well, about six years ago, a, co- a few cousins, uh, two cousins and myself, started a company, a computer company. And mm-hmm. the whole idea, we put it in an LLC, limited so liability that, company. Yes, yeah, so that corporation. Uh, uh, my cousin if that if our company, the computer company got sued, they couldn 't take his house that was right. there was the whole idea behind him choosing this corporation. He was the majority uh shareholder and uh, so so th- yes, that is the specific reason why the corporation was formed right. was to protect him should something be go-, go wrong with this corporation? you can always file for bankruptcy, and then you know you're cleared. As far as your your obligations to Omar, they, they can't pursue you on a personal level and take your house because they have to deal with this fictional person. The right. It's, and,
2: right if, you do, if you don't believe that corporations limit liability, please, why do they call them limited liability corporations <laughs> exactly. or companies or whatever they're called? Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not going to claim to be your, uh, your attorney and I'm not going to uh, um, you know give legal advice here. But there's just one more paragraph. Uh, and he's, um, you know, bring it at home. You know, what about Free Talk Live, basically?
0: OK, we'll come back with that here, but also take your calls as well. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. It totally is. Corporations are totally... Totally an in-club kind of thing, and I, I find them particularly outrageous. I don't blame people for using them in this litigious society that the government's created, though. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The Seikl's CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site. FreeTalkLive.com, they go back for the last seven days on the front page, but then click into the archive section to to go all the way back to late 2006. All of it is completely free. Uh, free FreeTalkLive.com, thanks to HostGator.
2: HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. They uh, they accept WordPress. They have a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support. And if you use the portal we've created, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com.
0: All right, so one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 is the number. We'll get back to the corporation discussion in a moment. Jerry is on the line, listening in Virginia to WTAR. Hello, Jerry.
8: Yes, uh, I was wondering if, if you could uh, give me an opinion in regards to what uh, the, the governor here in Virginia is um, uh, tr- trying or attempting to do through our, our General Assembly. He is he's thinking uh, seriously about... Uh, trying to privatize uh, ABC stores here in Virginia.
0: Privatize ABC stores. Are those liquor stores? Yes. So in Virginia, the state runs the liquor operation? Right. That's what we've got, unfortunately, here in New Hampshire, where the state has a monopoly on that as well. Can you buy beer and, and wine in grocery stores, or is it? do they have a total control over everything?
8: Oh, no. Uh, beer, beer and wine can be... Uh, what, no, beer can be bought in... Uh, good grocery stores. Got it. Okay, and, so it's just um, the hard
0: liquor then that the state is right, controlling. Right. So the the plan is to privatize it, meaning now the typical way. Let me see if I'm clear on this. The typical meaning of privatization is that the state selects one company to uh, to operate the this particular program instead of the government operating it.
8: Well. Uh, the, uh, my understanding uh, of what the governor is trying to do, and uh, I believe I'm, I'm correct in, in stating this, is, is that he's he's going to try and put the the ABC stores per se um, the, the inventory in the ABC stores, wh- whatever that inventory may be, and it's it's hard liquor, like you just said, uh, would be in in, um, in private hands, and it would take away the sales and the um, um, the taxes away from from the states. Well, yeah. It's not
0: going to take away taxes. They're still going to keep
2: taxing uh, the the uh, liquor. You can be sure of that. So anybody could buy this, or is it? It's, you're saying ABC stores, and I'm, I'm you're making it sound as though ABC is the uh, is the 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 brand that the government oh no no oh,
8: it's, oh, it's uh okay. it's the alcoholic beverage um, commission or something commission uh, something i don't know what there the is
2: there for. is a store a liquor store chain called abc liquors down south yeah yes so at least in florida um right. as so i that that's what's confusing there for me so basically they'll sell a liquor store to whomever wishes to purchase it is that the idea
8: uh, well, no. Well, it, um, the the age limits and, and things would, would still be in place, but it would just be in private um, – it, it would just be in private hands.
0: The one thing that is not being made clear, and, and maybe you don't know because you haven't read the bill and or and or right. it hasn't been made clear in the news down there. But the, the, the question that I think we're still – both Mark and I are trying to get clear here, and I'm not clear, is are they proposing that one company will take over the entire state's operation?
8: I don't believe so. When 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 he states privatization in and of itself, I would I would think it would be um, um, in the um, the free market.
0: Generally, that, that, that is not the context in which privatization is used, and this is a common mistake oh, that okay. uh, that people will. They'll jump to this conclusion that because this term privatization is being thrown around, that it is somehow being marketized. And that is in, – in my observation, that has never been the case. I've never seen an instance where privatization means deregulation or marketization of a product or service. In okay, every instance I've ever seen, privatization is where the government takes bids from companies – and then they select
1: one, or maybe they don't even take bids. They'll just select one that's politically connected. I think the best way to find out just how private it is or how free market it is 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 asking the bill or whoever knows the answer if if people can sell liquor in their grocery stores, if they can open up their own liquor store. Right. That is the that is the true definition of a free market. Sort of, and
0: I would use the term marketization in that particular yeah. case because privatization has this connotation. When you privatize a school, it's still a government school. It's just that the government takes tax dollars and funnels it to one of their corporate buddies right. who is operating that school, like a charter
1: school or something like that. So it sounds like, like they're going to sell off these stores to private private people maybe one at a time maybe as a, as a it lot it seems
0: unlikely it would likely all go to the same operator it seems unlikely that they would sell off different stores to different people because the state if they're going to still have a you know a grip over this they want to have total control over that one operator
8: and and before i let you go in regards to this this question what what in your opinion would 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 that do in regards to the um uh, the sales tax of of our particular state or or any state um as far as um uh while um, I don't even really know what they ask exactly. Well, the, when the, you say the sales the tax, do you mean the
1: liquor tax? Well, or, they, they might yeah. be collecting less revenue because they're not making the markup on the, the alcohol sales. Now they're just collecting taxes.
2: But only the government could screw up um, you know, something as lucrative as liquor sales. So I don't know.
0: That may be one of the reasons why it's being proposed for privatization is because they may be losing money on it right. or something. I mean, who here, knows? here
2: in New Hampshire, the uh, state runs the liquor liquor stores, and they shut the doors at like 7 o'clock at night. In Florida, the liquor stores stay open until 2 (laughs) a.m i mean (laughs) you know there's probably a lot of liquor sales to be done between 7 p.m and 2 a.m i'm just guessing
1: yeah yes wisconsin is the same way wisconsin you can buy uh, liquor and beer and wine at at any of the stores that sell those they just have to get a blanket license that lets them sell alcohol
7: appreciate
8: the insight
0: hey thanks for the call tonight if you do end up discovering what is going on as far as the details let us know would you appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231, Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. Brian is in California. Brian, you are on free talk live with the NJJ and Mark.
9: Hey guys, how you doing?
0: Hey Brian, what's on your mind tonight?
9: Not too much, um, but I did I did listen to your Edgington Post uh, series on Monday.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. That's Mark's, the by the way, for our listeners that don't know, that's uh, the interview series Mark does. Occasionally he'll have guests on and we, we tack it onto the podcast. So radio listeners don't normally, in fact, never hear those. You have to get the podcast at freetalklive.com in order to hear that. So uh, go ahead with your thoughts on, on the podcast.
9: Absolutely. But I found the idea fascinating and actually it's something that I've been pursuing myself. Which, which, which idea?
2: You're going to have to bring everybody up to speed. Nobody knows what you're talking about.
9: Well, exactly. The basic topic was um, people leaving the United States, a lot of you know, um, retirees and such, mm, yeah. finding the United States to be more difficult to live in. Hundreds of thousands
2: year. of Americans expatriate every single year. And this is something you hear nothing about. The government is beginning to clamp down harder and harder on its exit tax. I'd like to point out to everybody who thinks they're free. If you've got to pay to leave, you're not free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even Rome, in, in Rome, you had a you had the pays uh, slaves could buy their freedom.
9: Eh? that's exactly right. I mean, we effectively have a system of capital controls right now in this country. You cannot move more than ten thousand dollars out of the country without having it, you know, effectively held. Yes, but um, I, I've been pursuing you know ways to you know live more freely, and one of them I acquired a second citizenship. Granted, it's in another insolvent country, but in any sense, I feel well, I'm more free. Just by having the ability to move anywhere in the world and you know more effectively work in say Europe as opposed to the United States.
0: How did you go about this?
9: Well, in my in my particular case, it was um, by descent. Uh, Ireland has a very liberal policy in terms of allowing people to acquire citizenship based upon descent, even from a grandparent, and that was my case. an immigrant family.
0: I see. So somebody somebody from the family basically vouched for you.
9: Oh, no, both my grandparents uh, moved to the United States uh, less than two generations
2: ago. He could prove he was Irish. I see. That's all.
9: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they require documents and and whatnot, but um, it gives you the freedom to, I mean, travel on a passport other than, say, the United States Hmm. or to travel more freely, really.
0: Yeah, interesting. So in that case, the U.S. couldn't, if the U.S. revoked your passport, it wouldn't matter. You could have another passport from another country.
9: Exactly and visa free free travel through a huge part of the world
2: now does the United States know if you become the citizen of Ireland uh, I mean i'm I'm sure that the United States would would not look upon it uh, pleasantly that you got citizenship in another country however they may or may not know that right
9: they, they, they shouldn't know or, I mean who, who knows what they do know it to be true but um, they officially don't recognize it, which means they take no position on it
0: I see interesting they That's...
9: though yeah, though, I mean, they say that you might be able to lose your citizenship if you have intent to lose your U.S. citizenship. So take cool, that for what
0: it is. Good suggestion. Thanks for the uh, the call tonight. I mean, for those that are willing to uh, go through whatever that bureaucratic process is, it might not be a bad idea. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's, Sometimes
2: there's real tax benefits.
0: That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. Bring up anything. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live.
10: It's the shirt you wear most, and essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more, but we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt. We're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995Shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional straight collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today and you'll also receive free monogramming, an $8.50 value. Go to 1995Shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt for just $19.95. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features you'll find there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts in the business, we don't charge you for our site. So enjoy all the features you'll find there on the house freetalklive.com. Main feature allows you to control the content. You find something online you think's pretty interesting, you submit it to the site. Other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like your suggestion. You can vote on things as well. And the most voted up will make it to the top front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Now, last hour, Mark, you had an email that you were sharing with us for our listeners just tuning in. It was about corporations. Uh, we've discussed in the past how corporations ex- essentially are a uh, government construct it's a legal fiction It's a concept it's an idea they don't actually exist businesses exist buildings and people and employees and owners those people and things exist but the corporation is just a concept it's a protection uh, layer that the government has created for the people that are in the know uh, the people that are kind of in the uh, the loop with how these things work and there's pretty outrageous things you can do with a corporation like own things without actually putting your name on them and protect yourself from any kind of liability for the actions that you take under a business.
2: Right and it's not the level of, uh, of protection that one gets uh, if say one works for the government where you have Qualified immunity, in some cases, uh, absolute mu- immunity, um, and for things that uh, the governments do. So it, it's a level of protection that one can purchase by, you know, c- giving some money to the government. But it's not complete by any stretch of the imagination, as Craig points out. Here, um, you're not. Uh, a corporate officer is, is not uh, protected from criminal liability, it's just really protected from civil liability.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you rape somebody on the job, you are still going to be liable for that particular action. But well, in-
2: if you accidentally get into an automobile accident in a company car, um, you're you know, you're not going to be held at fault. The corporation is, but if you get into an automobile accident on purpose, you commit vehicular uh, manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Then you are going to be held, uh, uh, you know, liable. So that's a good example, right? So, uh, so we're talking about that, and he had a little bit more. To yeah, that this last paragraph here on the email, he says. Also, on another note, isn't Free Talk Live incorporated? Nope. Yeah, I don't think it it is. I mean, i I, I have a uh, company that uh, you know has to do with my end of of things, where I've got the sales you,
0: end. Yeah, you own a house in a corporation or something. Yeah, like that. I mean,
2: and you know, but that's so, your corporation, not Free Talk Live, right? I mean, and he says, also, Mark, don't you have a corporation to protect your assets? It's true. If this is true, and you disagree with the idea of a corporation, then why do you incorporate? And okay, I disagree with the idea of shooting people, but I'll wear. A bulletproof vest if i think i'm going into a combat
1: zone i mean d- does well you're sort of defending yourself from the the current situation created by the government monopoly on everything pretty much um uh, you you you're put into a society where people will sue you for the littlest things if they step on your property slip and fall then they're going to sue you because you're the property owner and you mm-hmm. should have taken care of that blah 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 instead of Taking personal responsibility on their end of things, of making sure they tread carefully wherever they're walking, they simply seek to take money from someone at, at any opportunity that the uh, the ambulance chasing sort of lawyer attitude allows. Yeah, basically. absolutely. It doesn't,
2: uh, you know, if. If having a corporation allows you to function like a normal human being... There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with with having a corporation
0: and with using it to protect your assets. It's just... It doesn't need to be there. We don't need to have these things. The whole system. I, I, ideally, there right. should be no such thing as a corporation. People should be
2: and liable. And ideally, for their if somebody brings a frivolous lawsuit against you, they should be. Uh, they should have to pay liable. all of your costs, all of your lawyer costs, all everything. They right. should they have lose. to pay it all. Yeah. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't go broke
1: defending yourself. I yep. personally would like to see instead of corporations, I'd like to see more of the the sole proprietorships where. The person owns the the company. People know who owns the company. It's it's there isn't a whole lot of ambiguity and an, and an, uh, anonymity. It's basically what free talk live is
2: with without a uh, coercive uh, top down tyrannical type government you couldn't have corporations anyway corporations are something that are doled out by the government only relatively recently in this nation's history too like Uh, the
1: last hundred years or so that's
2: my understanding of it i mean somebody can do a better uh well originally
1: corporations corporations were basically they were vetted to they were based based on the public good they would serve and they were temporarily and they would sunset and then that would be the end of the corporation it would it would exist for a a purpose specific reason yes a specific purpose. So there you go. Uh, so to, I mean, it was good. It was a good try on Craig's
0: part to you know try to catch me, but no, there is no corporation for Free Talk Live. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the sacl C A I toll free line. You can take control of the airway. Free, free Talk Live doesn't own anything. I mean, Free Talk Live is Ian Freeman uh, basically. I mean, yeah, you I have people show. help me, and I. You know, in the absence of me, the show can continue to go on because we've we kind of set things up that way. Um, and you kind of you have access to the bank account, Mark. So it's not like you know, if I disappear tomorrow, that everything is like totally up in a, a frenzy. You could still continue to uh, to operate things. But I didn't need to have a corporation to open that bank account,
2: right? And I'm not saying the people that own corporations are bad people. No, um, you know that's that's some not of what them are. Point, point is, corporations are a form of liability control that um, that that shouldn't. Dig- Exist and it, what it does is it, it tur- uh, twists the marketplace and then causes people to act differently than they normally would not be responsible for their actions.
0: Toll-free number tonight, 800-259-9231. You know, we never actually finished our conversation. We got off on a few tangents, I think, about the Wisconsin situation. Uh, the news that we'd reported earlier, and I think the the news reported earlier was that there were some arrest warrants that had been issued by the Senate in Wisconsin for the other senators that I guess had run away, and the police were refusing to uh, to execute those warrants, which is very interesting because it shows that the police have the ability, from what I can tell here, to actually use their discretion as to whether or not they follow a warrant i mean normally i always thought discretion was just something that they used in whether or not they make an arrest or or enforce a particular law i always thought if there's actually a warrant that is issued that they have to go and do that but apparently they can use their discretion there well
2: i don't think they flat out refused but they they certainly are uh, you know saying that they really don't like it oh i thought that the news was that they weren't going to do it um the, they were protesting it it says here that uh that What's his name? Jim Palmer, head of the 11,000 member Wisconsin Professional Police Association, called it an unreasonable abuse of police power due to the fact that the Wisconsin officers lack any jurisdictional uh, across state lines. Does the uh, the head of the, the Senate there intend to establish a lawmaking border patrol, a lawmaker border patrol? And the thought of using law enforcement officer to exercise force in order to achieve a political objective is insanely wrong, insanely wrong. And Wisconsin sorely needs reasonable solutions and not potentially dangerous political So he doesn't
0: actually say yes or no as to whether or not they're going to do it. No, he's
2: just saying we really don't want to. Hmm. (laughs) I guess time will tell on that particular
0: issue. But JJ you had uh, said there are a few more updates regarding the Wisconsin uh, Union situation.
1: Yeah, I've got a story here that talks about the uh, Wisconsin Democratic Party has launched a campaign to recall key Republican senators who have aligned themselves with Republican Governor Scott Walker's budget repair bill and uh basically there's uh, a quote uh, the morning this morning citizens from around the state took the first steps by filing recall papers against key republican senators who have stood with scott walker and pushed his bipartisan excuse me his partisan power grab that will strip thousands of middle class teachers nurses librarians and other workers of their right to, to collective bargaining the wisconsin democratic party said in an email are you familiar at all with what that process is like there i no not at all Um, It says here, under Wisconsin law, any elected official who has served at least one year of their current term can be recalled from office. So, it says here, uh, eight Republican senators are currently eligible to be be recalled. Uh, Governor Scott Walker, who was inaugurated last January, will not be eligible for recall until 2012. Mm -hmm. So, the Republicans currently have a a majority, excuse me, 19 uh, to 14 in the Senate. And this has allowed them to pretty much push through whatever they want. So if they can recall uh, five or six of them, then that'll change, change the the way things exactly. go. If exactly. They, if they can recall uh, five of them and bring balance. Well, the uh, question is, how does that actually work? I mean, what does the process uh, involve?
0: I mean, how difficult is it to recall one of these guys? Because clearly they were elected by you know majority of the voters. That doesn't mean it was a majority of the people that, uh, that elected them. Um, so, you know, what does it require this, this article question. is not going to say. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So all kinds of political wrangling going on there. And like I said, I like it when the uh, politics people fight with each other. At least they're not focused. Folk- Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. You'll find that the features there are completely free. Got a bunch of them for you. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see the ladies that have sent their photo in, a validated photo or validated video, to show they are listeners of this program. And if you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine over at
2: shrine.freetalklive.com. Jason Osborne from Cycle CAI loves the Shrine. He does. Go ahead and send your pictures, and ladies, Cycle CAI you can see more, find out more at. Uh, See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page.
0: Indeed. All right, so we continue here. You know what? I mentioned something uh, that I had last night. We never got a chance to get to it, so I want to make sure we get this out. It's great activism that's not happening in New Hampshire. And I always uh, always like to hear about stories outside of New Hampshire where people are really you know putting their boots on the ground. They're getting out there. They're doing stuff, and they're making a difference. Um, I, whenever I come across something, I always like to talk about it because there's always so much bad news uh, out in the world. It's, it's good to put something positive about and the folks in austin texas are one of the most visible groups of activists outside of new hampshire um it's there's there's some real kind of i guess excellent uh small excellent groups of activists that are kind of in certain areas of the country austin is one of those groups orlando is another one of those groups and um it's Phoenix—it's yeah, kind of dying off in Phoenix, from what I understand. Ernie Hancock shutting down his uh, his activist center, and he's moving it into his house, and it's going to be by appointment only. And I think that some of the money's run out there, unfortunately. And obviously, Phoenix is uh, also Maricopa County, where you've got uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, so not the best place to do activism. But uh, the Austin folks are going strong, uh, from what it appears here. And the New American dot com is reporting. Keep Austin Weird, the city motto of the Texas State Capitol, got a boost on Saturday when the city's second annual No Questions Asked Guns for Groceries campaign attracted a gun rights group, which outbid the city for guns in order to put them back into (laughs) residents' hands. Last June, the city sponsored its first buyback program as a partnership between the Austin Police Department and Greater Austin Crime Commission and the Jastrow Family Foundation, collecting nearly 350 guns. Many of the firearms turned in at both years' events were either broken, inoperable, or obsolete. By 11 a.m. on Saturday, this year's campaign had bagged 400 guns, and police expected to give away $40,000 worth of gift cards. After officials checked for any stolen weapons among the donations and returned them to their owners, most of the guns will be destroyed, though some are tagged for police training use. Police offered $100 for handguns and rifles, $200 for so-called assault weapons, and $10 for air guns, BB
2: guns, or replicas. The, the, what are those, Mosin-Nagants? You can usually get those for uh, like $75 to $95. <laughs> uh, at 100 bucks, you could just go to the uh, the, the gun store, buy them out, and uh, sell them and to make the cops profit. for 100 bucks.
0: <laughs> yes, even fake guns netted their owners some grocery money, with a limit of two per owner. De- so there you go, Mark. Uh, dealers were not eligible. Nearby, the event at the Oak Meadow Baptist Church, however, were members... Now, why
2: would it, why would they do a two-per-owner? Two I mean, if they really wanted to get guns away, uh, you know, destroy guns, why not just pay $100 for a gun?
1: I think to, to combat what you had said, where someone would go and buy out a store or basically uh, collect a lot of broken guns for nothing and then... Or go have and- a dealer show up. And- exactly. So uh, nearby, the event at the Oak Meadow
0: Baptist Church, however, were members for... Texans or of Texans for Accountable Government, TAG, a grassroots organization offering $110 in cash for handguns and rifles and $220 uh, in cash for sporting rifles. The church's pastor said the group would not be allowed on church property during the event. And instead of disposing the guns, TAG members will give them to citizens who want to arm themselves, according to spokesman John Bush, whom we've had on this program in the past. Nice guy. He's frequently seen at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which will be coming up this uh, this summer. Anyway, John said, "We don't appreciate these gun grabbing efforts. Firearms in the hands of law-abiding citizens makes communities safer. We think that the economically disadvantaged are the most susceptible to crime. Those are the people that should arm themselves." The article continues. The group's efforts are legal. It won't donate guns to people with criminal records or others who can't legally buy weapons. The Austin NAACP president, Nelson Linder, voiced his support for the police department's program, however, which he claimed gets guns out of troubled neighborhoods. This is not the Wild West. This is 2011. And many people have been killed, unfortunately, with weapons or are irresponsible. He didn't comment on how getting broken or inoperable guns off the street helped trouble neighbor, neighbor, neighborhoods. Or,
2: you know, I, I just, I really do <laughs> fail to see the, uh, the idea that, you know, the, the, that you're somehow getting guns that would be used in crime. Uh, it seems to me that the people who are willing to sell some old gun for a hundred bucks are not the kind of people that are out committing crimes. Exactly. I mean, maybe Absolutely. you could make the argument that it wouldn't be at their house and then some criminal wouldn't steal it in a burglary and then get charged with armed burglary and um, and, and then use it in some future event. But that's a stretch. Know, it 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 is. It's a stretch. And, I, you know, I just keep on coming back all the time with the statement that, you know, it, when you're in those circumstances where seconds count, the cops are minutes away. Yeah. Well, this is just this kind of mindless idea that.
0: The, the number of guns will affect things. Well, it doesn't matter who's got the guns. Let's just take the number down. Let's yeah. let's get 400 guns off the streets and then therefore, although so they were on the streets, they're in people's homes. Let's get 400 guns out of people's homes and that means there are 400 fewer guns around for people to, you know, hurt themselves yep. with. And I suppose you could point out that, yes, you know, there are certainly a number of instances of a young person finding daddy's gun or sure. something like that and shooting their friends. I mean, obviously there are those tragic uh, occurrences that uh, that that happen. But it's it's also interesting to point out here that most of these guns are inoperable and right. or outdated, and you know people aren't actually able to use them in the first place. I think I think
1: part of the problem is not only are you obviously the people turning the guns are people concerned with their community in most respects uh, will discount the people with the broken guns because if you can get money for a broken gun, well then go and do it. You know, yeah. as far <laughs> as that's concerned, if someone's going to give you money for that, cool, take it, capitalize. But other than that, getting guns out of the hands of people that are responsible that actually care, I think is hurting the communities. Not only that, but as as you you know, as pointed out here, the criminals aren't going to be turning in their guns. Hell no. So And people use all sorts of things irresponsibly. They use cars irresponsibly. They use uh, drugs and alcohol irresponsibly. A lot they more use people
0: dying in cars accidents. Internet, yeah.
1: I mean, you, you see people that sit there and uh, play World of Warcraft or some other uh, online video game irresponsibly to the point where they lose their job yeah. and they, their, their health is affected. So people are going to use anything irresponsibly. But yet you're going to pick this one thing that they can actually defend themselves with, that they, they actually... Uh, take some personal responsibility in their personal security. But you want to take that out of their hands and, and put it into the hands of the police who are not legally required to respond to your calls for help. John uh, Bush countered the
0: NAACP president by saying, I'd like the NAACP to take a lesson from the civil rights movement from the Black Panther Party. They knew that the police officers were not protecting their rights. In fact, they were violating their rights, so they armed themselves because you can't count on the government to protect you. In fact, they have no obligation to do so. And there's been court case after court case that has proved that. Just go and Google no obligation to protect. And you will come up with uh, with more than one uh, Supreme Court case where it makes it very clear that even in the most dire of circumstances where there's one case out of D.C. where women were being raped and murdered, the cops didn't show up, they had no liability for not showing up, and the court basically said, yeah, you can call the cops. They'll take your phone call, but there's no obligation for them to do anything about it. No
2: obligation for them to take the phone call. They could just put a busy signal They could.
0: 800-259-9231. You take control. More about the gun buyback program in moments.
7: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site. You've got a smartphone. Punch up m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our streams and podcast podcasts. And free, by the way, it's free. Go to m.freetalklive.com as we continue hear the news out of Austin, where a group of liberty activists really shows what you can do when you've got some money behind your movement. Yes. Money makes a big difference when it comes to activism and... That's one of the big problems that a lot of activists face. There's two big problems that, uh, that the liberty community faces. One is that there just aren't a lot of activists in most places. So it's very difficult to get anything together to get done. And also, because there are few activists, that means there are fewer activists with any money and money to you know, spend on activism. And so, therefore, the amount of things that you can do are limited in two ways that you can't do it because either you can't afford it or you can't do it because you don't have the the people that would be necessary to get it done. In the case of Austin, it appears they've uh, jumped over both of those hurdles. They had enough people to do this, uh, where they were out, outbidding the gun buyback program that the city was offering. city offering offering $100 uh, per, I think it was like a gift card or something like that, like a $100 gift card to the grocery store. Uh, they were offering $100 for pistols and uh, rifles, I think it was, and then two hundred dollars uh, for so-called assault weapons. And I love how the article uses the term "so-called."
1: Yeah, in, in I I don't like that term at all. Assault weapons because it's so easily bandied about with anything that looks like an assault weapon. They should call it black rifles. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that's the, that's what they are. They're exactly. black rifles. It's got a it's got a magazine or it's I'm sorry, it's got a a clip. No, it's a magazine. <laughs>
2: well, I don't I, look. look don't a make clip goes inside. Here. We don't know They're anything. Right.
1: But, yes, it has that sort of look. So, uh, Austin, uh, again, the
0: group that we're talking about here is Texans for Accountable Government, T-A-G, which is uh, – John Bush is one of the guys that runs that. And uh, John Bush actually has kind of been known here in the New Hampshire movement uh, for showing up quite a bit at the at the Liberty Festivals that we have up here. It really seems like a really cool guy. We've had him on the show a, a number of times. Anyway, uh, he is countering here, pointing, back, pointing out to the NAACP and the Austin – police, that it's people in troubled neighborhoods, as the NAACP called it, uh, the people in these troubled neighborhoods that need to have guns. They need to have guns to defend themselves, because that's where there's crime there. And if you, you can't count on the police to defend you, so you've got to have your own ability to do that sort of thing. And so they're out there outbidding the cops, offering $110 instead of 100 and offering $220. And I think they were offering cash, as opposed to the government, which was offering uh, people gift cards. They could have just
2: gone at 100 then. (laughs)
0: According to Bush, uh, he reported that his group had secured $2,000 to buy back guns. The APD issued a statement saying that the Austin Police Department supports the right of any group to express their political beliefs or views in a lawful manner. Andrew Clements, who also helped organize the TAG program, showed up with a rifle strapped across his back. He said, an event like this is a feel-good event. It's the equivalent of turning in your beer to reduce DWI, he declared. (laughs) Citing the – but in this case, it would be like turning in your empty beer cans because these people are turning in. They they say they collected 400 guns. The city does. Uh, But uh, they collected 400 guns that, for the most part, were inoperable or broken in some way. So – you're not right. really turning in the beer for, or the guns. because
2: yeah. if a gun's operable, you can go to a pawn shop and get $300 for it. Yeah. Then there's no way you're going to give it to the cops for $100. Right. I mean, that's, it's just ludicrous. There are really cheap, crappy guns out there that are probably worth about 100 bucks. Most of them don't work. Citing the
0: importance of people's Second Amendment rights, however, he added that any form of disarmament to us is wrong. APD's Chief Art Esvedo claims the Guns for Groceries program is only for people who wish to get rid of unwanted guns in their homes. He said that if folks don't want to have weapons in their homes, this is an opportunity for them to dispose of their weapons in a safe way. I would hope that Texans for Accountable Government would support
1: people exercising their constitutional rights. I, see, I just don't really d- agree with that. It's, it's not for people who want to get rid of their guns, because people who get, want to get rid of their guns are going to sell them like normal right. people sell things they don't want.
2: Well, plus there's the added I don't know, you know how this thing's funded but there's the added coercive age uh, element of the government. Um, you know, I get maybe. A, who knows what? whether the police department is giving the grocery store some kind of uh, compensation for this $100 uh, gift card that they're giving. And if so, that's coming from tax dollars, at which point – I don't know. I don't yeah, know it's, either. It's a good question. A po- the possibility exists.
0: So what, is, what are the constitutional rights the police chief is referring to? I mean he says that I would hope that Texans for Accountable Government would support people exercising their constitutional rights. Well, now look, I, I'm not saying you don't have a right to uh, turn in your guns – you have a right to do what you want with your
1: property as you see fit, but what specific constitutional right is he referring to? Well, I, what I have a problem with with that statement is the, where in the Constitution that he's going by does it say that the government can buy back guns for, for money? I mean, where are where the funds appropriated for that? Where does the, the power for that come in the Constitution? Which line am I supposed to be looking for? I mean, Good it's question. things like that. It's the hypocritical stance that, that uh, civil servants will take, although they use the, con- the, the Constitution when it's convenient for them or when it fits some sort of little archetypical uh, quote or uh, pandering. But for the most part, the Constitution is meaningless to them.
0: Texans for Accountable Government's website uh, says this about itself. It's a political action committee formed with the ambition of reigning in the intrusive and expanding reach of government, which, which threatens to invade every facet of our lives. Our ambition is to put the reins of government back into the hands of individual American citizens, allowing us to once again run our own lives. TAG focuses on issues at the local, county, and so this state is level. The, uh,
2: the, the, cons- the, the normal conservative pandering is that we're going to go back and we're going to achieve that moment in time when we were able to Uh, Run our own lives
0: as though that ever existed. You know,
2: and I can't say I I, I didn't come from that because I certainly did come from that. Uh, You know, we've we've talked like that on this show and it's in years past, but I just don't think it's true. I don't think that we were we. I guess we as a nation, that the country in, inside the country, you were ever really able to run your own life, except maybe sort of out in the the out out west when before they, you know, the, the government started growing. Back
1: in the homesteading days, where you you get to, uh, a few acres to make your farmland and try to make it out in the middle of nowhere with absolutely right. no government protection, because back then they actually cared about personal responsibility. It wasn't just something people talked about; it was a fact a way of, of life. life yeah. Uh,
0: It goes on, we believe in the principle of the of subsidiary. The, that power should be vested in the nearest locality. Our local representatives are much more accountable to us than those over a thousand miles away in the District of Columbia. I'd largely agree with that. We state. are dedicated to safeguarding individual liberty, protecting personal privacy and property rights, election integrity, safe water, and electing representatives, not bureaucrats, to office. And I think you're right to some extent. He is, you know, There's pandering going on because yeah, it, like, it seems like John Bush is a you know full-blown voluntarist from what I can tell. Um, so, you know,
2: whatever. You know, you've got say what you've got to say it's texas and and uh i i understand where you know that where that comes from you know, the guy may want to run for office he's certainly got that feel to him
0: at well some point. And,
1: and the idea that sometimes you have to play the game in order to win the game yep,
2: yep.
0: t-a-g uh, by the way this back to the new american.com has also been instrumental in austin's battle against the installation of body scanners and tsa pat downs at its airport the city council's airport advisory commission voted unanimously on december 14th to oppose the full body scanners
2: isn't there something going on in new hampshire about that yeah, they're passing a law that says. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a law proposed and it may very well pass that says that it would be a uh, um, you know a felony, a sex crime, to uh, touch people in their naughty naughty parts. You mean if they were like at the, the TSA. airport?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And the uh, pressure is on to persuade the council to adopt the recommendation. Other groups in the city are following suit, and so far the Texas capital remains the only city in the country that may soon succeed in outlawing the scanners. Well, of course, if uh, if it's true that. I guess the 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 legislation here isn't about the scanners it's about touching you're saying yeah. right i see okay
2: so uh, there you go but what so, do they do when you don't decide you don't want to go through the scanner <laughs> they want to touch you yeah yeah
0: so. so so there you go some great news out of uh, of Austin which i think is is pretty great a great idea showing how activists with a little bit of money in their pocket can really start yeah. to do Kudos. some things yeah they really start to do some exciting things that uh, would not have been possible. What would they have done without the $2,000, well, whoever thing, it
1: was? The thing I like the most is that they're going to be giving these guns to people that need them. That's right. And, and that, in my estimation, is the most valuable part. Not the, not the actual giving people cash is instead of a, a food card. But making sure that the guns they collect that are in working order and that are safe to use are given to people who can defend themselves.
0: And by the way, this particular article was obviously written by somebody who, you know, had a slant in favor of gun ownership. But it's my understanding they actually did get quite a bit of national press coverage about this uh, particular event. all over
2: Facebook and stuff. Yeah, so
0: 800-259-9231. How many guns they actually ended up buying back, I'm not sure. But it doesn't matter. The the coverage is what matters. Uh, More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your calls and your thoughts. At 800-259-9231, you can bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Hey, you want to support this program? You can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to jump on board with the program for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more listeners on board on the internet as well. So exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only phone lines the AMP-only forum, as well as podcast and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card via PayPal. You can also... Uh, sign up with uh, visa and mastercard right there on the site so once again that's amp.freetalklive.com and jj you had something else you wanted to share with us tonight uh, regarding the underemployment numbers we've all heard about the unemployment numbers and of course those are i think at record levels or close to them certainly Uh, but there's another number that which is underemployment which isn't quite the
1: same thing is it that's right uh i've got this article from zerohedge.com it's a, a blog article that basically uses the information from gallup So it goes on, uh, unemployment, as measured by Gallup, without seasonal adjustment, hit 10.3% in February, up from 9.8% at the end of January. The U.S. unemployment rate is now essentially the same as the 10.4% at the end of February 2010. Mm. And one indicator that nobody in the mainstream media will touch with a 10-foot pole, underemployment, a measure that combines part-time workers wanting full-time work with those who are unemployed, surged in February to 19.9%. This resulted from combination of sharp 0.5 point... Uh, Wait,
0: define it one more time for me, 19.
1: under yeah, Underemployment, a measure that combines part-time workers wanting full-time work, so those people who want so more they'd work... They'd like
0: more hours, but they can't, can't they, seem to get they,
1: them. They can't find work that, that will suit 40 hours mm-hmm. a week. And those who don't have a job, you combine those two numbers, and you get nineteen point nine percent. So
0: underemployed uh, includes the unemployed as well.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. Got well, it. So, and that does even
2: uh, uh, that doesn't even talk about people who've got full time employment in a field that is other than what they had hoped for. For instance, if you uh, used to work full time as an advertising executive and now you're working full time as a burger
1: flipper, that doesn't even count you. Right. Because mm-hmm. you have full time work. So you're not see- you're not a part-timer seeking full-time work. And in other words, you're getting 20 hours a week when you need 40 hours a week. Got it? So So 19.9%. Na- that's right. Just about 20%. One out of 5. Yep. I can only imagine what it
2: is if you'd start including people who are you know, not making what they're what, what they've made 5 years ago or something like
1: that.
0: That's true that they're employed but they're making half the money or something like that or yeah. or less than what they're used to.
1: The uh, the blog post goes on to say a summary of Gallup's view on February jobs data which likely will be dramatically opposite to what the propaganda machine will spout tomorrow. Job situation deteriorates in February. There is essentially no difference between the unemployment rate now and the one at this time a year ago. January's rate, in contrast, showed a 1.1% point year-over-year improvement. This suggests that the real U.S. job situation worsened in February. That is, jobs are relatively less available now than in January. So basically the idea they're saying is, the, the job situation is much worse than the media and the pundits and the talking heads are, are letting you believe. Mm-hmm. And this is actually one of the cornerstones for a lot of what's happening in the Mideast and the various uh, North African countries that are revolting. There's you mean they don't have jobs? The two, yes, the two factors. Those countries are revolting. Where the well, other than okay, the three factors. Obviously, one is oppression. Uh, mm-hmm. These countries are, are most of them were military dictatorships. They had brutal, revolting leaders, brutal oppression. Uh, the next one was unemployment. A lot of the young young people, college graduates, couldn't find work, and they had nothing better to do with their time than stew. Mm. And the third was food prices, and we're seeing that here happen here going in up. the United States too. Yep, so and, and gas prices going up too, which means food prices are going to follow that. So don't people mind. don't have work; they can't buy the food with what little money they have because the food is is out of their their market. Right, and they also are are in this sort of oppressive, tyrannical regime. So this this all combines to create revolution. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we're Kind of saying with this this uh, this data from the Gallup poll and and uh, the the numbers out there is that don't think the United States is is on an island by itself. It is it is part of this same systematic problem that is happening in Tunisia, in Egypt, in Yemen, in Bahrain. There's a lot more wealth here, though, to weather that storm, though, right? There like is a there's... lot more wealth. I think the key is the fact that the reserve currency, being the dollar, mm-hmm. has allowed the dollar to fight inflation. Uh, so much better than the other countries. The other countries are inflating their currency at the same time. Everybody has to inflate because they need to keep up with the dollar to a degree.
2: The- I agree with you uh, in- entirely, and uh, but th- what scares me the most is that I believe the United States' status as the world's reserve currency uh, is... Precarious. Yes. It could very well, if that, like, that's it. If that dike breaks, it's, we're screwed. Essentially, those that run the monetary system here in the United States and around the world know that they can pretty much do anything with the dollar that they want as long as it's the world reserve currency. But there's nothing written in stone that says that the dollar has to be the world's reserve currency.
1: Well, the IMF and other uh, big organizations, global organizations, are calling for a new reserve currency. One of those global
2: organizations is called China. Uh, Where most of the people – where the the largest country in the world with the fastest-growing economy is demanding a seat at the table. That seat at the table, Americans, is going to ruin your lifestyle. The people that uh, that uh, – I've heard the number – it was uh, Peter Schiff just said on his show today that you can expect a 25 percent decrease in your standard of living. 25% twenty five percent decrease in a sta- in your standard of living if the United States uses loses its world reserve currency status and that's been happening by the way. I mean the standard of living has been decreasing yeah.
0: as uh, the as money is inflated as the money supply is it won't happen enlarged. to the rich people like they've already got that handled for themselves well it's not going to be as noticeable for them if it's it, not it even going to happen, happen to them.
2: Unless they've, unless they haven't invested properly, I see what you mean. But these people know what's happening. Yeah, they know what's. They see the dollar. I mean, they pay attention to currency changes. And
1: everyone can see the gold rising to to record highs. Silver, silver too, silver as well. It's it's. That's not the, that's not the value of gold going up. That's the, that's a devaluation of the dollar. That's absolutely right.
2: I, I have to agree, uh, disagree a little bit with that. To some extent, what you're saying is true, but to some extent, gold is in a bull right bull market right now. People are buying it. Uh, there's a higher demand for it because people know that the United States dollar is being devalued. There's a there's a bull run on gold, and I think you're going to see that go on for at least another year. So I consider it to be a, a relative. Sure. Safe at,
1: thing. at the same time, though, the the effects of inflation aren't going to be immediate. The Fed could yep. print 10 trillion dollars tomorrow. We're not going to we're not going to feel that mm-hmm. that inflation until, you know, months or Six a months year or down, down the road. Down the line, yeah. yeah. So, I think you're right to a degree that there is a bull market on gold, but that's because it's been perp- uh, perpetrated by this this unstable dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually uh,
0: sent something by uh, one of our producers the other night uh, off the air, a document like 100 plus pages, really lengthy, confusing document by the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which is some group I hate of bankers.
2: When I get, somebody sends those things to me. Like I'm going to read read over this. No, like, no, no. He didn't. No, no, right, no. That right, wasn't uh,
0: his intention. He specifically said, "Turn to page uh, X and look at this chart and look at you know the top right." And it was this timeline as to goals that the IMF wanted to achieve. And this was an official document from these people. And it did say because we were talking about the idea of a global currency, and I was sort of poo-pooing it like, well, I didn't think that the other you know, the central banks around the world would really want to do that because they would lose their power. But there's no doubt that the IMF wants this. That's in their document. It says what is it the the, the basket called SDR? SDR's special yeah. drawing rights. Right, right. They they mentioned the SDR in this timeline, and so they've got these little uh, little circles on this timeline as you, you look over to right. the right as to what's coming next and what's their plan is and sdr currency is the one right before
2: global currency Uh, so 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 the international monetary fund people there isn't much larger of a financial organization in the world that's why they call it the international monetary fund is saying that they want to create a global currency if there's a global currency the united states dollar gets the big boot out the front door
1: It's going to be in the basket, but at the same time, they've been using these SDRs for a long time. That's right, and the
2: SDR introduction was way earlier in
0: that.
1: This is
2: my advice to you. Spend time. 10% Ten percent less of what you're making right now. Just cut ten percent out. Use that ten percent. Buy gold and silver, or uh, you know, I mean, maybe some foreign stocks. I, I'm going for gold and silver personally. That's my. Uh, that's what I believe. Buy food. in. food. Silver, actually. Forget gold. <laughs> I don't have the money for gold because I Me neither. Uh, when if you go to gold.freetalklive.com, you can buy twenty coins there. Uh, the shipping is the same on one as it is for twenty. I, that's what I'm doing. We are out of time for tonight, but we are going to give you a
0: two-pack of the TOTASAC right now. If you call in at 603-435-1105, you'll win this excellent little handle that'll help you bring the groceries back in from the car. You can go to TOTASAC.us to order your own at T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. But if you call in right now, you will win a two-pack here at 603-435-1105. Or you could win 603-435-1105. Someone will win if they call right now. 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. See you.
7: Are you ready to explore New Hampshire? meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends and experience the free market in action. You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley where the free market thrives. You won’t want to miss speakers like Stephen Molyneux and Janele Schullman, But the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011 and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.